<laughs> little platypie, that's not a dinosaur. It doesn't matter because you're listening to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast where three lifelong friends gather to talk about video games. Yo soy the ever-multilingual Chad Michael Innes. <laughs> we have across the country Holden DePardo. This is borderline offensive. <laughs> you can speak <laughs> multiple languages. <laughs> I totally can. I used to, 10 years ago, speak fluent German, as long as you didn't ask me about anything related to church. <laughs> Specifically and only that subject. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Asking about the Dow Jones in Germany? I got you, cuh. <laughs> in English, however, eh, not so much. And our third lifelong friend is you, the listener. Welcome you silly son of a bitch. We have a show of things to talk about today, <laughs> as usual, and they are objectively there. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Uncharted Get movie. Hyped. <laughs> Get hyped, you guys. We're talking about things that are there on our show. Uh, we're talking about Uncharted. We're talking about GameStop. We're talking about um, Ubisoft new IP, but we're going to start. With the funeral for the Nintendo 3DS. That shit is dead. That shit is dead. That shit is dead. But it's replaced by the shittier 2DS. So (laughs) This makes a lot of sense. So Nintendo's North America website now only advertises the 2DS line. This is from Liam Doolin at Nintendo Life. So this was spotted by Twitter user at AKFamilyHomeAK on Twitter. Uh, What do you think the AK stands for? I don't know. And why is it on either side? Like XX underscore blah, 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 underscore XX, like a gamer and a tag. Maybe it's... You keep talking. I'm going to look them up on Twitter and see. Andrew Kissinger. That's what I think. Andrew Kissinger. So anyway, Nintendo doesn't have... If you go to... There's still a 2DS, 3DS (laughs) section on their site. What is it? This person's description is some Chinese guy who makes videos, memes, and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you go to Nintendo's website, they have a two, they still have the 2DS slash 3DS section. Like 3DS is still mentioned on the site. When you go to like compare consoles or anything like that, they only show you 2DS and 2DS XL, and they don't show 2DS sorry 3DS and 3DS XL anymore, nor the new ones. And I decided to go a little bit further, and I went to Amazon.com and BestBuy.com to see if I could buy a 3DS or 3DS XL. And on Best Buy, straight up, there's nothing. There, there was no 3DS or 3DS XL at all. And Amazon, just because not all merchants are directly Nintendo you can buy from, there were still some 3DSs. Mm. Um, but it was basically just 2DS and 2DS XL. I think it's gone. My 3DS has been discontinued. It makes a lot of sense. Why has Nintendo been saying they want to get rid of or want to keep the 2DS, blah, the 3DS line? They've always said because they want to offer price ranges and for you know, younger kids, basically. So they yep. still have the $70 or the $80, whatever it costs for 2DS. They have 150 for 2DS XL. But the Switch Lite's kind of filling in that $200 price gap now. So why would they need 3DS? It is killing 3DS. Yep. Simplify the product line. They yep. got something at every price point. Feels like every $100, they've got something for you. 99 yeah. bucks, boom, 2DS XL. Mm-hmm. $199, you got a Switch Lite. Two ninety nine, you got a Switch regular. Three ninety nine, Switch Pro. Four ninety nine, you get a slip and slide made of gold. <laughs> um, yeah, this is it's one of those things where it's not surprising, but it was still surprising to see. If that makes yeah. any sense, like of course this is going to happen. I just didn't expect it to happen before the Switch Lite came out. You know what's weird is that it makes sense, but I didn't. If you would have asked me two weeks ago. Whether the 2DS would outlast the 3DS, I would have said no. 2DS was like a a cheaper, simpler version of it that they came out just to serve a special part of the audience. But 3DS is the generation. It's what's on the box for every single one of those games. I think you're 100% right. I also think that who's going to buy a 2DS? Children who are under the age of 7 that technically shouldn't be using a 3D feature in the 3DS anyway. Whatever. If you're a big boy, get in the Switch Lite. Whatever. Can't wait to get a Switch Lite when they come out with a cool color. I hope that, like, Honestly, all the, the 2DSs, news- like, blow up and they get recalled and they just don't bother fixing it. <laughs> they just say, hey, we're <laughs> so sorry. We're going to replace it with the Switch Lite because you deserve something better. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah, so uh, good for Nintendo. Bold move. 
Here's support what they you. really just need to do. Just make the 3DS library available on Switch digitally. There you go. Boom. Problem solved. Dual screen. How does that work? <laughs> okay, you can turn it sideways, bitch. <laughs> that sounds like a great way of using yeah, it. Listen, Switch. listen. You turn the Switch sideways, I guarantee you it's still higher resolution. Excuse me, I almost just threw up slash burped. Uh, higher resolution on Please that half all screen. over the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, bring up uh, bigger like. that screen. That was real. Right that was real right yes. there, everyone. That, that, that happened. <laughs> That's how I throw up. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> throwing up everywhere like a dog. <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. What's he sound like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, you gotta add. That was just him talking. Yeah, over, I gotta do a, over a we nice say, dinner. Oh, Nintendo's getting rid of the Nintendo 3DS. It's very upsetting. It's my favorite system. <laughs> that's exactly what he sounds like throwing that's exactly up. Exactly, sounds go. like yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's it. That's all we got for Nintendo this week. Nintendo Quest Log is oh. looking pretty, pretty barren. Um. One point though is that this is only America. This is not the case in Japan or Europe. Only America right now. I'm sure that will change. <laughs> I'm Land sure that will Home of the brave. Home of the free. Actually, but you're not free anymore because you're not free to buy a 3DS. And that's a, a just a tentpole of freedom. Unpopular opinion. Not a fan of my 3DS anymore. Just don't want to touch it. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mentioned that I've been picking it up recently to play Samus Returns. And I'm just like, I don't like holding this. I don't like the buttons. Yeah. I don't like that is the actually operating the, system. That is the only reason that I've really been lax on Animal Crossing is, uh, I know in a few months I'll be playing this on Switch. That just sounds so much better. Yeah. I don't want to do this on 3DS. Yeah. Yeah. But what has aside- you been playing? Have I been playing? I have been playing. Welcome to Playtime. This is Chad. I'm Chad Michael Innes. Chad Miguel Guadalupe Santana Inés because I'm multilingual. I have been playing three things. One, I've been playing Doom because that's our barf for August. What is barf, Holden? Other than something that comes out of Arnold Schwarzenegger's mouth. With Respawn and Friends. That's right. You... Our patrons on patreon.com slash respawn aim fire each month help us pick a game from our backlog that we're going to play. And Doom was for August. If you are playing along in September, you all voted for Near Automata. It was a three-way tie for a good week until we finally got our final Patreon members to vote. Can Near I just Automata. share really quickly? That yes. I'm so glad we didn't pick Batman. I'm so glad <laughs> that we didn't pick Batman. I'm going to give everyone a choice of Batman Season 1 or Batman Season 2. And that's going to be our October one. <laughs> and I will opt to sing at Holden's Lullaby at the end of the month. <laughs> and I'll so sing playing... the Batman song. That's, that's straight up. <laughs> yes. We're playing Near Automata. Make that Batman. Here's the, here's the thing. September's a busy month for games. We got Gears. We got Link's Awakening. We got Borderlands 3. We got The Surge 2. There's a lot of shit coming out. I am only going to hold you to finishing part A. That's okay. all you have to do to satisfy the Holden's lullaby requirement. Oh, thank you. That but actually means a lot. I want you to try hard to get all the way through playthrough E. I actually want to beat the whole game because I know that part A is not really the whole game. It's right. quote unquote the whole game. Right. Apparently part A and part B, you beat them twice. It's slightly different. And then C, D, and E are apparently really quick. Yeah. So that's the goal. Beat part A. I also a. don't have as much to play as you. I'm really just looking forward to Link's Awakening. So You're not going to play... Oh, I guess you're not playing Gears 5. Yeah, I don't have an Xbox. I can't wait to play Borderlands 3. Not. I hey, can't wait to when I said I played laugh three games? at you guys. I lied. you're playing Borderlands 3 all the time. <gasps> Shit on my dick or die. Uh, I also played not only I that... I refused dick. I will not do that again. It was uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in... I think that was Butterfly Effect. <laughs> really? In, that, in the movie Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. There was one, I think there was one part where like there was a guy in prison or there was a guy holding someone at knife point or something like that. And he goes, shit on my dick or die. And I thought it was <laughs> the funniest thing as a kid because I didn't realize shit on my dick meant I'm going to fuck you in the ass. I thought it was like someone pooping on a penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly what I still thought it was. So as a kid, I would just all the time be like, shit on my dick or die. 
Oh, man. Thank you, Ashen Kutcher's Butterfly Effect. <laughs> what a classic. Anyway, uh, I've been playing more Diablo 3 on my Switch, and that game is just fucking perfect for Switch. Playing the Necromancer, that DLC that I never got around to playing, but I still bought on my PlayStation 4. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. Also, Ulta, Balto, Alto, Age of Ultron, Ulrich Kwan. Sorry, I, I connected all those dots in my head of all those things, and I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Friday the 13th. We played Friday the 13th on our um, game night on Tuesday. And it was me and Dal Dal and Maddie and Alexia. And we all played. And it was a ton of fun. Ton of fun. If you don't know, Friday the 13th, one person plays as Jason, seven people play as camp counselors, and you just either try to escape via car or just by surviving the night. Or if you're Jason, you fucking murder everybody. And it was so much fun. I wouldn't play it by myself ever because I feel like most of the fun was just interacting with everyone online and chatting and screaming to each other. And then you hear somebody like, oh, shit, he's in my cabin. He's in my cabin. It's like, where are you? I'm running away from that. And that kind of shit. But it's so much fun. If you guys want to play along with us, I think we're going to play it again this week on Tuesday tonight. If you're listening on day one, next Tuesday, if you're in the past. Boom. Uh, so yeah, jump on. I'm excited. You have to be, have to be a patron. Blast. Patreon.com slash respawn name fire. Oh, we're playing on I'm PS4. Not pa- I'm not a patron though. I can't you are because you fucking fucked up our votes. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Technically, near Automata won by one vote. Well, two. <laughs> we wouldn't have even been in a tie and needed to go solicit votes from people had you not voted. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> But finally, here's what I really want to talk about today. I want to talk about the game Erica. This was a game that was announced last week at Gamescom and Shadow Dropped. Uh, it wasn't this... announced last week. It was announced like a while ago. Oh, you're right. It was announced a long time ago, but it's changed a lot since it was initially announced. Yes. Um, and I thought it looked really boring. How was it? It was initially announced as a PlayLink game, which was PlayStation's initiative to make games more accessible by using your smartphone. Um, and... That answer makes it sound like it was boring. You still play it with your smartphone or the touchpad on the, the DualShock controller. This game is from a new company called Flavorworks. They are brand new. This is their very first game. And it is fascinating. Completely fascinating. Okay. Two things about it. One, it's not a good game. Two, I fucking <laughs> am like enamored with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was boring. I wouldn't say it was boring. I didn't say that. Uh, but it's not a good game, and I'm fascinated with it. Here's so, why. This is a game that is all live-action filmed, and you are they, they have a patent pending for something called Touch... Fuck, I already forgot it. Touch Play? Touch Screen? Touch something? Um, fuck, I have to look Metal it up Gear right Solid now. Touch. Met, that was it. Metal Gear Solid 4 Touch. Um, flavorworks.co basically it's the ability to interact with the game via touch touch video there you go interact via, with the game via touch um, that's which revolutionary hokey. I haven't played a game with touch screen controls before you don't that even sounds know. amazing you don't even know it's touch video so okay. you're touching and manipulating the video which is what is so fascinating oh so like me. you're basically fast forwarding rewinding essentially kind of not really Okay. No, it is so fucking weird. So here's the, oh, wait, here's wait, the thing. Let me more. Like when you no like, no you, you don't talk. Box. Let me explain to you what it actually is instead of you trying to guess uh, what it is. I want to guess what yeah. it is. When, you, gonna, touch, when nope, you touch a box, nope, you nope, open that's a not box. exactly what it is. It's that's not what it is. The video at all. forward. I'm talk about it for, nope. But if you move nope, your finger backward, the video goes backward. That's what I think it sounds like. No, that's not what it is, Holden. How about you let me tell you what it is? Surprised. What is it? Here we go. So the game, in essence, is you are manipulating things in the environment. Uh, somebody asks you a question, you have a couple of words come up around your head that kind of represent your choices and dialogue you could do. Um, there are, like, there might be a box with a ribbon on it and you can untie the ribbon. There might be a phone and you can choose to pick it up. Or there's a screen with, like, seven different things on it you could choose. And you could choose, I'm going to go over to this desk or I'm going to check out this filing cabinet. All of that sounds pretty boring and not really revolutionary at all. It does. Especially right. if it's a video game. Yep. But all of that is impossible to do with film, which is where this makes it kind of fucking amazing. But it's not impossible because they did it. It is impossible. 
It is impossible because they blended the two together. It's not just film, but it's also legit photorealistic uh, CGI. So through the game, there are all sorts of different things you can do that... So that's their patenting? Photorealistic CGI? No. Will you just shut the fuck up and let me talk? <laughs> You're taking forever to explain this. I have to. I have to. This patent so there must are certain be insanely times... long. That's why it hasn't been approved yet. It's just so long. I'm taking so long because you interrupt me every 43 seconds. <laughs> 43 seconds is a long time. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So there are things that you can do that are kind of hokey, like I'm going to flick open the top of a Zippo lighter and then light it by swiping in different directions on it. And then there are... But the way that it kind of transitions between what's... It's it's hard for me to tell, but I'm guessing that it's really photorealistic uh, graphics that then transition somehow in a way that I don't perceive into the live action film, um, which I think they make it work because they don't have to recreate this entire 3D environment for you to move through and manipulate. They have to recreate one shot with a couple of things that you can manipulate on it. So I think that's why they can do this so well and make it look so realistic. But then they do things that I don't know how they make it happen because it's impossible to do in post-production unless you have a very specific, very expensive camera called a Lytro camera. But they allow you to manipulate focus and your, your field of view. Um, so you can, depending on where you're like moving your cursor on the screen, those things will shift in and out of focus, which you can do on a camera by just adjusting the lens, but you can't do that after you've recorded something. There are cameras out there, like the Lytro camera, that will record every single thing about all the depth in it, and then you can go back and do it, but they record it like a megapixel, which is nowhere near any kind of video quality you want to be watching. So they have to be doing something behind the scenes that blends it with CG somehow. Like how an iPhone does the bokeh effect? No. And can change the depth of the bokeh effect even through software? No, not like that at all. Not like okay. that at all. It's really something you just have to see and experience. Okay. Um, it, is, it is freaking fascinating the way that that shifts back and forth through there. Uh, I would love to see – I'm going to reach out to them on Twitter and be like, hey, do you guys have like a behind the scenes or please make a behind the scenes? I would love to see how this kind of stuff works. So really what this ends up being is $10, so it's a budget title. It's about two hours, but you can replay it a ton of times and get different endings and things like that. It's kind of like that choose-your-own-path, choose-your-own-adventure kind of thing. But really what it is is a showcase and a tech demo for this new touch video technology to shut up, you fucking micro motorcycle. Um, that microphone out there was that so That microphone out there was screaming. Um, I would, so I really want to see whatever they take now that they've shown the industry, Hey, this is some cool stuff, patent pending on it. Let's incorporate it into your games. What if the next Quantic Dream game is Detroit become human, but they partner with an amazing cinematographer and quality actors. The actors in this are, but they are straight up, but, and the writing is, but <laughs> it's super uninteresting, but it's really the technology that fascinates me and made that $10 worth it. But I want to see this technology paired with something like the brilliant branching paths of Detroit become human and an excellent cinematographer, like you'll never get him, but Roger Deakins. Um, I would love to see all of those married. And I think this is a really, really cool, promising thing for the future. It's totes I legit. I cool. still don't understand what touch video is. That's because you haven't fucking played it. You asshole. <laughs> it sounds like not worthwhile. <laughs> it's honestly, it's the game itself is not good. It's not a good game. Cool. Blown away by it. (laughs) There were several times where I was just like giggling at how like novel it was. Well, uh, thank you for going through that so I didn't have to. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll watch some YouTube clips of like what it looks like so I can be like, oh. Your whale's cut. That's what I was talking about. Yep. Yeah. Go. What did you play? I also played Doom this week. I also played the Dragon Quest XI Switch demo. Which Dude, I downloaded I... the shit out of that. Did you, you haven't played it yet, though? I haven't played it yet, no. The only upsetting thing about it is that the can game I guess? Can out... I guess what the only upsetting thing about it was? Was what? it because uh, there was no Zelda in it and you, didn't, you couldn't run around as the little Zelda boy with the fairy? Is that why you hated this? That's why I hate every game. That's <laughs> not Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> um, the game, the full game doesn't come out until September 27th. 
So I've just been like playing. Wait, can it. I guess what you've been doing inside the game while you're waiting for the game to come out on the September 27th? Have you been running around on like three heart challenging? That's what I'm going to guess you're I, doing in this game. I see what you're doing here, Chad. Yeah, you see. <laughs> I see what's happening here. Remember when you sang that song? So, no, this I'm is great for every the listeners. Side I'm quest. sure this is fascinating, and they're not frustrated at all listening to us. <laughs> This is what you get when you listen to Reese Fires. That's Two what you get, you stupid bitches. You should have pressed play on Podcast Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a podcast. Actually, I'm trying to say it's not a podcast anymore. It is a podcast. Yeah, it's, it's totally uh, I love you, PlayStation XOXO, that's not around anymore. Um, that one's dead. Jonathan Dornbush, still going strong with Beyond. Yep. I'm doing absolutely everything in the game. I'm taking my sweet, sweet, sweet time with it because I'm like, I'm going to finish this well before september 27th and i want to milk it for as much as i can because i like it so much and here's the thing is there's nothing really that special about the game i was about to ask what what do you like so much about it it's a very standard jrpg but i just i don't know it's very nostalgic and like it reminds me of playing final fantasy 3 on my ds as a kid and just had this kind of old school jrpg that's turn-based i like the world so far i just like it i just is this your first dragon quest game it is my first Dragon Quest game. Oh, so you're like seeing slimes and and yeah, battles. Part of it too is all the enemies all are really funny. The time. They're like these cucumber enemies <laughs> that are really awesome. Uh, I just it's really funny. Um, the with the um, is it rabicorns? So they call like the rabbit unicorn things. Like they're just the creature designs are really kind of s- slightly humorous. Where like it's still serious, but like you're like it's like wink and nod kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. You you get to see eventually like the same enemies are across the entire franchise. Oh, okay. So you know all this already. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'm just a little. Slow well, I don't know. Stuff. I don't know. I've only played Dragon Quest one through four. So anything after that? I don't oh, know. so you play like Dragon Warrior? Um. Yeah. I guess technically they were Dragon Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm I'm really liking it. I like the art <laughs> style of it a lot. It the all the environments. Uh, look, you know, realistic, obviously, for, for what it is. But all the characters have this kind of, like, cartoony look to it, and it just blends together very, very well. Um, something about the combat system that I'm liking is just that you can run around. And I don't really know what that does, because it still is turn-based. But I'm kind of waiting for that to turn into something, because it seems like at some points, if I ran away in certain ways, enemies would miss me. I'm not sure if that was just pure happen chance or if that's the way that it is. Uh but that also what I like is that if you get hit enough times, your character goes into a critical attack mode, and he just demolishes everything in like yeah. a single hit, which is really fun. <clears throat> That's cool. I like it. I just like it. It's just really fun. And I'm like, man, I really do want to play a giant 60-hour JRPG on Switch. This is yeah. exactly the kind of game I'm that I have it. a Switch for, and that's kind of why I'm excited about it. I think is it's not because like it does something super unique. It's that this is the kind of game I've been waiting to really play on switch i know octopath traveler is a jrpg but i kind of got lost in the whole idea of it being eight different characters eight different storylines and i'm like blah i don't want to do that i want one character i'm playing along with and that's the dealio yeah so i'm excited for it and i'm definitely going to use one of my vouchers on it 100 percent. oh i'm so proud of you <laughs> i'm so happy to see you enjoying dragon quest because i thought i was going to be all alone playing it no, I'm liking it. I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be a good time. Let's go through this fetch quest, though, because there's some good fetch stuff in quest, here. Fetch quest, baby, fetch quest. So you mentioned Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream did games. I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, because I know. Because you I want know. them to I use know. that video touch stuff. Quantic Dream games developed by a studio may explore other genres. Ooh. So I don't know if that means... Like they're gonna do a comedy game, or that means that they're gonna do like, like an RPG and go completely out of whack with what they normally do, but. Interesting. We'll see what happens there. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3's first expansion adds new missions and modes. It's available September 30th. The characters are Moon Moon Knight, which is actually going to have a TV show for now, Mm -hmm. Punisher, Morbus the Living Vampire, and Blade the Half Vampire. Mm -hmm. There's also costume packs coming any day now, I think. Yeah, that's dumb, though. Microsoft confirms (laughs) gear tactics for Xbox One. Yeah, it is. I'm being facetious. I actually, that was like the one of my big complaints with the game that I never mentioned at all is that it was too hard to unlock costumes, and all I wanted was to change up costumes. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. 
Microsoft confirms Gear Tactics for Xbox One. Originally, this was supposed to come to PC. Now it's coming to Xbox One. Good for them. Metro Hot. 2033 movie. Blah. Metro 2033 movie in the works for 2022 release. And it's based uh, on a 2011 novel, and it's going to be set in 2044, but we won't be able to see it till 2055. <laughs> I'm excited for this. The author, um, Dmitry Klovkowski, he has been reluctant to make a movie because like, they want to make it in New York City instead, or they don't really... He doesn't like the scope of what the story's going to be. And he's like, he just said, these people want to do exactly what I want to do. And that gets me excited. I think Hot. it's a cool world. So Hot good for them. Sony's apparently setting AstroBot free, uh, AstroBot um, free to select users. What's this about? Um, yeah, so basically, random PlayStation uh, network account users are getting emails from Sony just saying, hey, here's a free copy of AstroBot. Some people don't have VR headsets. Some do. So no one really knows why they're getting them, but that's happening. You know what I fucking bet this is? I bet this is another one of those people who have who live in Australia or something stupid like that who are always getting all the cool free shit where they're like, hey, you platinumed Horizon Zero Dawn? Well, here's cool swag for anyone who platinumed it. Here's a cool theme for platinum this game, and nobody over here in the U.S. ever gets fucking anything. Oh, it's except cause... actually I did get... They, uh, for the God of War Platinum, they sent me God of War um, avatars for PSN, so I got that. Do you, do you know why they give them to people in Australia? Why? Because they feel bad that they have to live in Australia. I know, that, they got to escape the giant spiders. Yep. <laughs> also, they have like the worst internet in the world or something like that. And they pay a trillion dollars for all their stuff. Yep. Monster Hunter <laughs> World Iceborne Horizon Zero Dawn collaboration revealed. So... <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna get all that alloy stuff, alloy, whatever, whatever, whatever. Chad, come on, man, come I on. I haven't, I haven't played that game. You fucking racist. It's it's coming to Iceborne. <laughs> and then, lastly, a message from Game Freak's uh, Shigeru Omori, Sword and Shield, um, kind of blah new content for Sword and Shield. It's just like a little like showing you what the towns look like. They showed up what the Poke Center design is, that there are railway stations, and there's this research lab where the scientist dude researches, wait for it, Dynamaxing. Oh, shit. Because that's how every Pokemon game is. Oh, we have a new mechanic called Mega Evolutions? There's a research lab where there's a scientist <gasps> researching Mega Evolutions. It oh, shit. So basically, more examples of how this is just like every other Pokemon game. Do you think there's going to be a research center that does Gigantamaxing? <laughs> yeah, because they have to. They had to like basically outsource all that research because the research center could only handle Dynamaxing. They can't do both. It's no, they can't do both. Can't do it. They Porque just can't no do it. Dos. So it's basically uh, there's a whole big non-announcement trailer essentially because nothing really was shown off. Speaking of non-announcements, let's go third-party third quest log. Non-announcement of the week: Ubisoft's new IP ambitions are thanks to the uh, imminence of new technology. Because you know, like whenever a new generation comes out, <laughs> Ubisoft never has new IP for that new generation. Well, here's of the consoles. thing. Here's the thing. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. <laughs> listen, yeah. Linda. 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 Listen, Linda. Alan Corey, I'm just going to read directly from what you already wrote, but then also offer commentary at the end. Alan Corey, director of Europe, Middle East, and Africa for Ubisoft. I almost said Ubisoft like a fucking idiot. During an interview at Gamescom, spoke to plans for new IPs going forward. Quote, we cherish our fans... We cherish our fans that are following our brands like Assassin's Creed or Ghost Recon going forward, but we feel that it's also a good moment now to go on to investing in new IPs. After all, if the sun can shine on these ones... We'll have them for a long time to come, end quote. Gods and Monsters, arriving February 2020, would be the first of these new IPs. Surprisingly, nothing to do with imminent new technology coming around February 2020. So, uh, the fuck, man? Your new IP, Gods and Monsters, has nothing to do with new technology. You're a liar, Alain, spelled A-I-N. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. And this basically just means that, like, Assassin's Creed came out with a 360, Watch Dogs is with a PS4, Xbox One, and Raven Rabbids, have something else. Mario Rabbids, Switch. Yes. Mildly a new IP. It basically combined. That was eminent new technology and a new IP. Boom. Fine. 
we'll 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 roll with it. It was Mario um, plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Kingdom Battle. What was the what was the full? Kingdom was that Battle. It? Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like combining two. It's like saying is Marvel versus Capcom. I guess it's Marvel yes. That's Capcom. a new one. It's like is it's Mario and Sonic or... at the Olympic Games a new thing? Yes, that's a new thing. That's it's a new combining IP. IP. When I think new IP, I think it's combining gods and characters monsters, into I've a never new seen IP. Before. Well, you've seen gods before, and you've seen monsters before, and now you've seen gods and monsters <laughs> together. It's a new IP made from two existing things. Shut up, Chad. You don't know what point I'm making. Open don't construe down. it. Speaking of shutting up, in television, you just shut the fuck up with their new console. <laughs> did you watch the trailer? No, I absolutely did oh, not. Really I opened the story, so I scrolled funny. so I could see the controller, and I said, get off my screen, you fucking bitch. It looks like an iPod, like a knockoff of an iPod Classic, doesn't it? It kind of does, yeah. Yeah, its new console apparently will release next October. We talked about this when Asa was on the show, and then you fueled my or stoked my hatred of the Atari VCS at the same time. Uh. <laughs> at Gamescom, Intellivision revealed more information on their new console, which apparently is coming October tenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, right in your bra, and it will retail for two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. All the games will be three to ten dollars each. You know what that means? You're looking at another fucking Ouya. There's no DLC, no in-app, no loot boxes, no ads. It's all going to be, all the games are going to be exclusive and focus on being family friendly. Nothing over an E10+. Plus. So you know what that means? It, all these developers are going to have to deal with a tiny, tiny install base for a piece of shit console that nobody wants. And that's difficult to control because its controller is weird and unique. And no one's going to make shit for it. And no one's going to buy shit for it. And all the games are going to be for babies. It's going to suck. It brings all new meaning to the stupid baby game for babies we've been saying forever. Yeah. This is stupid baby games for babies. Fucking hate you in television. Hear what you really got to watch the trailer. It was so funny. Their argument was this. All these consoles are made for hardcore gamers. There are 200 uh, million, from their definition, hardcore gamers out there. But 3 billion people play games. There's a console out there for the remaining 207, uh, 2.7 billion people out there. 2.8 billion people out there. Um, Those people are playing on mobile phones. That's their console of choice. They're not going to buy a $200 box to play essentially mobile games that can only be played on this Intellivision Amico console. Or they're going to buy a fucking Switch. They're buy a fucking Switch. Also, those controllers are really not that hard to use. My brothers are kids. They figured it out. I didn't have to teach them. They figured it out because kids can do that. Kids are smart. They play yep. with things until they figure it out. It's the adults who don't know how to use an analog stick. And they don't want to play games like that anyway. So this is just for nobody. This is for it's, absolutely it's nobody. It's for nobody. It's for nobody. But you know what's for me? Marvel's Avengers. Still looking forward to that. It's devs have information on perks, skills, and playstyle customization. Again, coming out of Gamescom 2019. This is from IGN. There are two modes. We mentioned this. We, we guested last week on uh, Pixel Street Podcast, and we talked about yeah. this a little bit there. But I just wanted to say I was right. You were right. I was right. There are two <laughs> modes in this game, a Heroes mode and a Warzone mode. And there are several times on this where I brought up, you're like, you know what? I'm even more convinced now that there's going to be a single-player element, and then there's going to be like a Destiny-style multiplayer element. And Holden said, nuh-uh, nuh-uh, absolutely not. That's not what they said. They said it's not that. They explicitly said not that. Well, guess who fucking said it is that? They did. The devs. There's a Heroes <laughs> mode, which is the main single-player campaign. And then there's the Warzone mode, which also advances the story, and it's unlocked by completing different things in the hero mode, but it is multiplayer and it's open world. You can yeah. choose your character, not open world, but uh, open, open area, region, open, yeah, something like that. Um, and you can they basically choose your said character. like you're going to have like a map that shows South America, and there'll be little dots on South America, and you pick the region you want to go to, and you go to that place. Great, and you fight with Thor. Fucking great. So that's coming. I kind of liken it to, and by the way, you can play the Warzone stuff solo if you want. It's probably going to be harder. But I kind of liken it to you play the story mode stuff in Destiny and every once in a while you come across a strike and you got to do the strike with a team of people or you, mm-hmm. you do the raid, that kind of stuff. Each mission will focus on a specific hero and leveling up with skill. There will be different kinds of level ups and skill trees that make you kind of customize your character to what you want. Um, gear can also be changeable for your play style. I'm very excited for that because I can't wait to fucking mix and match pieces of Iron Man's armor or make some really fucking badass looking Captain America. And uh, they've also promised to show how matchmaking and multiplayer works in 
future showings of this game. <clears throat> I'm starting to get more pumped for this game, yo. I'm starting to get more pumped for this game. I'm still not going to get it, but the single-player side still sounds really appealing. The multiplayer side still sounds strange to me, though. So, like, let's say we'd be like, hey, we want to match up together and play that mission together. Oh, but I haven't beaten this certain Black Widow mission that is required to get to that war zone. Yep. So let me play the single-player mode on my own, and then in, like, I don't know how long the levels are, we'll say 15 minutes, then we can play our war zone level together. I don't that's know how like, I feel about that. That's like any uh, fucking MMO game. You gotta advance like enough that. into the story to to be able to play a mission or a raid or something like that together. But you could then go back and help your friend on a previous mission yeah. in an MMO. But you can't do that in this because you have to do hero mode in order to unlock those war zone modes. I could help you in a, a previous war zone mode, yeah. But what if it's a hero mode? Can't do level it. that. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm I'm curious to see how that gets balanced. It sounds like they're gonna talk about that pretty soon. They specifically said there are events every single month leading up to May 15th. We'll be talking about all these different things. So they're going to talk about it pretty soon, I think. Ooh, I'm getting a hot butt. That's what my sister said. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a... <laughs> not going to explain that, hot actually. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel the fun there's going to be a big thing for this at the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you oh, now, yeah. also, this is going to have a huge presence at E3 next year. They're going to show off no, all these not. new characters. Yes, it is. I mean, they'll show gonna- some DLC. That's it. The they'll show DLC, turn a new they'll, strike they'll make or, a big deal out of it. But it's going to be big news. It's going to be like when Smash announced their two characters. Whatever. It's going to be like that level of hype. Just saying. Whatever. Just saying. Still Hopefully not, like, there are more game, new things that I... they should be talking about, like what's coming out on next-gen consoles. Yeah, it's going to be great. About fucking time. <laughs> 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 this is the longest tease for next-gen consoles we've ever had. We'll talk about that in a second. Um... I was wrong about this game. I'm still not going to buy it, but I will. I want to just openly acknowledge that I was too harsh on this. Yeah, you were. You fucking. Idiot. I was too harsh. <laughs> I still think idiot. the marketing was abhorrently bad. Oh, absolutely. Everything they really showed at GameStop, GameStop. God damn it, Gamescom should have been what they showed at the reveal. Yeah, we talked about this um, over text. We also talked about it on a Pixel Street podcast. Um, but I'll reiterate it here as well. Is that I think what they should have done is shown everything that they showed at Gamescom should have been the first announcement. And then at, like at E3, and then at Gamescom, say, hey, by the way, you're already really excited for this game. Well, guess what? We have all these actors that are coming for um, to it, and that would have been like a cool, like, holy shit, like Nolan North and who are the other people? Uh, Troy Baker. Troy Baker. That's what I'm thinking of. Like, those two guys are going to be the game. Like, this is amazing. That would have been a much better second announcement than being Ashley the headline. Who's Black Widow in that game? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, shut <laughs> Definitely. the front door. Black Widow. Avengers game actress. Let's see if this comes up right. Scarlett Johansson's the first thing that pops up. You fucking stupid ass stupid. Ah, there we go. Square Enix reveals Marvel's Avengers cast. What? Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey. Don't know who that is, but good for her. Your mom's butt. (laughs) (laughs) I did watch the gameplay as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There are parts of it where I'm like, that looks great. That looks sick. And there are parts from like when Black Widow was fighting Taskmaster and he was like swooping in and she was blocking. I'm like, that doesn't look that much fun. <laughs> so it kind of depends on. I was what listening to reactions from people who played it at Gamescom. Yeah. Um, and apparently, without a doubt, everyone's favorite is Thor, which makes sense. Yeah. We talked about this on Pixel Street Podcast that the. Um, the combat director from God of War is the person doing the combat in this game. So obviously the Leviathan Axe and Thor's Hammer are very, very similar. Yep. Uh, but then a lot of people said next was either Hulk or Black Widow. Oh, Which is interesting because Hulk did not look fun to me. And Black Widow was like, yeah, I can see that. But they were like, yeah, that was the second best fun thing to play. Oh, very cool. Moving, Moving on, on. Microsoft. Microsoft Quest Log, put it in my book. Going well, say, you were wrong quill. about this one, though. What was this? Microsoft says it has no further plans to bring exclusives to other you are consoles. Wrong, but it crushed your dreams, because you're very excited about this crushed opportunity last, dreams. last week. That's chase your dreams, but crush your dreams. From yeah, Last week, you were saying you were very excited about maybe uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps coming to Switch. Probably not. You know what, <laughs> Probably though? Probably not. 
if I were to play that game, I'm going to have it on Game Pass because for some reason I'm still going to have Game Pass even though I never play it. But I'm going to play it, <laughs> I promise. But then also I want to play it in beautiful HDR on my OLED TV. Yeah. So in an official statement to US Gamer after the Ori and the Blind Forest for Switch announcement, quote, going forward, these new studios will focus on making games for our platforms. We have no plans to further expand our exclusive first party games on their consoles. We continue to believe deeply in cross-play and progression of games with the right flexibility for developers to ensure a fair and fun experience. Great. Good for them. Yeah. I think they... Here's here's what I think. I think there's some kind of deal, some kind of contract between Microsoft and Nintendo where Microsoft is like, hey, let us put Xbox Live on your console eventually. And Nintendo is like, great, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you have to give us Banjo-Kazooie and you have to give us two games. And they're like, great, fine, do it. Take these two games. And now they're like, boom, we're done. We're cutting and running. All our shit's ours now, bitches. I think you're right. I also think that was a poor negotiating on Nintendo's part. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, uh, we want to make money off your platform continuously for all years to come. All right, cool. Give us two games that have been out for a while and have already sold what they're going to sell and (laughs) Banjo-Kazooie. Not a fair trade as far as I'm concerned, but I think you're probably right. Fair trade, cage-free, organic, farm to table. Moving on to Sony's quest log. We got a development in that Uncharted movie. PlayStation yeah. Productions is now working on the Uncharted movie. This comes from Matthew Handrahan at gamesindustry.biz. Here's the thing. This movie has had a tumultuous upbringing. Tumultuous? It started, yes. That's a good word. I went back and looked at what di- when this was announced. This was announced in, can you guess what year? 2015, 2016? This movie was announced in 2010. Oh my god. I was going to guess 2011, and I'm like, no, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Nope. This movie was announced nine years ago with David O. Russell attached to direct and Mark Wahlberg to star. That's before the third game even came out. Yeah. This movie was that old. That's why I think this thing is never fucking happening. There is, this is bringing it closer to a possibility now that uh, ownership is, or productions is moving to PlayStation Productions, which is new because PlayStation Productions was founded last year uh, to help make their IPs into television and movie things. So they're taking care of these things by letting people who like them and care about them work on them. Uh, They announced the Twisted Metal thing, and I think that's all they've announced so far is the Twisted Metal TV TV series. Yeah. And now they're taking over the Uncharted movie. And in that, they've ousted the most recent director, and uh, it's still TBD for their new director, although they're planning to keep Tom Holland, apparently, and they're planning their release date still for next fall. We'll see. I think it's happening next year. I think it's going to suck, though. It's going to happen next next year because Detective Pikachu came out and did really well, and there's going to be this huge surge in video game movies because everyone's going to go, oh, well, that worked. Finally, we can make video game movies. Um, but Sonic could very well ruin that. We'll see what happens yeah. in February on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Here's Valentine's. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> you ever watch the Amanda <laughs> show? No, you didn't have TV. There I know that, what it is, though. There was that girl. There was like this this sketch where there was like a group of friends, and there was one girl who was just like completely off, and they were like, it's someone's birthday, and she just like brings a bag of hammers, and they all say "Happy Hanukkah." And they're like "Happy Hanukkah." I'm like, no, you just don't get it, you stupid bitch. <laughs> anyway, next up we have the PS5 Oops, dev kit design. You did, you stupid, stupid bitch. I've called you a stupid bitch or an idiot so many times this episode. It's okay. It's like negative numbers; they cancel each other out. PS4 five <laughs> dev kit design seemingly confirmed. He's insulted me twice. That's fine. Three times? No, not cool. Four? Oh, now it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, once, twice, three times a lady, four times back to dude. Yeah. If it's an odd number by the end of this episode, I'll be mad at you. You better make sure it's an even number by the end of it, and it will be fine. Yep. So there was a patent that shows off a new box with a very big, gross-looking V on it. That sounds like a (laughs) vagina is what I'm describing. But, uh, no, it's a big old V, lots of air vents. It's got a huge vagina on it. It's a really odd (laughs) design choice. Nothing but a big, giant vagina box. (laughs) Uh, lots of air vents obviously because they haven't got the final thing designed and they just need airflow to to uh cool down all the powerful hardware um basically there was this patent 
showed that box, and then everyone's like, oh my god, this could be the PlayStation 5. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Patents never come out sometimes, ever. And then a game dev says, no, y'all, we've got one of those in our office. <laughs> so Matthew's <laughs> no longer available. <laughs> it was removed. Matthew Stott confirmed I can't why. is a dev kit. Uh, his, yeah, his tweet is no longer available, but he works at Codemasters. They're responsible for the series Dirt and Grid. Um, <laughs> Matt Kim from IGN compares the abundant vents on the alleged PS5 dev kit to the PS4 dev kit, dev kit which also had prominent ventilation. Um, I believe it. I think that's definitely what the dev kits look like. I don't think that's what the console is going to look oh, like. Oh, no, 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 no. Dev no. kits are always like ugly ass, just giant PC yeah. boxes in order to shove some components that eventually will work and they'll get down yeah. and put into a nice box. But I really hope though, like it's uh, usually dev kits don't have much thought put into the design. It's usually like, here's a box. It's got the stuff in it. Make games, please. But they purposely put a V for or five. Th- for five on that yeah on that dev kit which makes me think is that something they plan on doing with no the ps5 i really hope not no mark i really never let that really hope not i don't know i I don't know it just seems so exactly he single-handedly made knack they make bad choices. They're still bad on crossplay. That definitely is a direct correlation to putting hey, a V on the PS5. Hey, we've got crossplay on Destiny 2 now. <laughs> yeah, they're great about it now, suddenly. Um, yeah. I think this is interesting. Makes sense. Actually, it's just it's cross, really sorry. odd It's not crossplay, it's cross-progression and cross-save on Destiny 2. Yes. But I think February next year we're finally going to see this thing. I can't fucking wait to spend all that money on all these consoles. <laughs> We're going to move to the other side of the block. The Rocket Summer. Great song. But we're also moving to our main quest, which is a sad main quest. This is a sad main quest. It is. GameStop, the parent company who owns Game Informer, lays off. GameStop layoffs impact Game Informer editorial staff. Holden, take us through some stuff, and then we'll chat. Yeah, so GameStop laid off 120 corporate staffers, and their stock has continued to tumble. This is coming from Kyle Orland at Ars Technica. Um, there was a 14% reduction in the, in the total staff, and this is all corporate staffers. There's no retail employees that were laid off, but because Game Informer is owned by GameStop, uh, six of the 19 featured uh, staffers on the magazine's masthead, which basically just like the prominent players at the company, um, were let go. And that's Really unfortunate. Um, I'll go back to this last stat in a second. But um, Andy McNamara, who is the head editor at Game Informer, he had this kind of uh, Dear Game Informer community kind of post he put up. Uh, here's just one clip from that that I thought was relevant. He says, We appreciate the love that is poured out for the Game Informer and for Game Informer and the affected team members. Matt Burtz, uh, Elise Favis, uh, Javi Gwaltney, Kyle Hilliard, Imran Khan, Jeff Marchiafava, and Sorel Vasquez were let go. And I want to bring this up because we featured Javi stories quite often. We featured uh, um, Imran Khan stories quite often, Sorel stories quite often. Uh, Kyle Hilliard made some really awesome editorial stuff on Breath of the Wild when that game was coming out. And these guys were really hard workers. They make great content. And it's just really sad to see that they had they had to get let go. And honestly, I really feel like if they weren't owned by Game, uh, GameStop, uh, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, because GameStop is absolutely one hundred percent right. Yeah, it's it's really tragic. It's I feel really like sad. GameStop it, as a company, they're like, we can't. Uh, we're we're floundering in our retail spaces. Our online business is not doing what we wanted to do. We can't do both. We can't mm-hmm. do retail, and we can't do news outlets. So we've got to cut the news outlet off. Uh, it's obviously still around right now, but who knows what it will end up evolving into and whether we're going to see any kind of quality loss. I wanted to commend you, by the way, on stumbling through all of those names and then speaking completely perfectly, Marcia Fava. <laughs> you just like, <laughs> that came out like it's your own middle name that you've been saying for 20 years. <laughs> Well, that's because before recording, I stood in front of a mirror and said, Marchio Fava, Marchio Fava, Marchio Fava, <laughs> just over and over again. I These people, uh, it sucks. It sucks for a, a couple of reasons. One, it happened so suddenly. In fact, one yeah. of them was even at Gamescom reporting for Game Informer at the time that he told, hey, by the way, uh, we're going to fly you home, but also you don't have a job right now. What a fucking shit we have to do. What that reminds me of, remember Macworld? 
Yeah. They they were doing WWDC, right? Mm-hmm. And then the day afterwards, like, hey, welcome back. WWDC was really great, right? We're laying you off. Yeah. Thanks for all that hard work and content. Goodbye. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, so it happened really suddenly. They also don't have, like, they didn't even extend their health insurance out to the end of the month. A week, yep. like a week and a half, maybe, of health insurance. Like, sorry, not even worth paying that for you. So you're gone. Here's our COBRA paperwork. Um, and then all of these people are talented enough that they're going to find work. I don't. Absolutely. And they're all yeah. well-known. They're going to they're gonna land somewhere. It'll be tough. Someone might have to relocate. Uh, there was somewhere, I don't remember where it was talking. Somebody was talking about how um, some of these people are stationed in places like Minnesota and things like that, where yeah. there are no other game companies, any gaming outlets in that area. So they're going to have mm-hmm. to relocate if they want to go and uh, and yeah. succeed in that same field. Interestingly enough, Kind of Funny has picked up Imran Khan already, and he is oh, now part of the Kind of Funny staff. He'll be doing Gamescast and Games Daily, awesome. and all sorts of content for them going forward. Uh, yeah, so they'll That's they'll good. definitely land on their feet, but man, was that a shitty situation for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, moving back onto the numbers, GameStop, GameStop stock fell to $3.42. That's 80% lower than it was this time last bye, year. Buy, buy, buy. <laughs> yeah, right. And then it's at, well, to be fair, MoviePass's stock was at like one cent, and they were taken off of, uh, are there, I think the Dow Jones is trying to take them off and they're fighting it. So $3.42 is bad, but they can still be on the stock market for a while. Well, but I don't think GameStop's was... anywhere near MoviePass territory. No, no, not at all. I don't know how MoviePass is even breathing still. That nope. place is done. Um, they're down 94% of their peak stock in 2013. They're just on a really slow decline, and there's going to be a lot of pain like this. This is not the last I think we've seen of layoffs like this. I honestly really think that GameStop should sell Game Informer. Yeah, they need to either like spin it off and let them take themselves and become their own thing, or sell it to somebody else because they have quality stuff. And we talked yeah. about this too on Pixel Street that Game Informer, like their magazine covers, are an event. They are reveals. They are big, giant juicy stories that everyone in the industry mm-hmm. goes to for information and it's such a shame to see something like this just basically being gutted yep yeah it makes sucks. me want to buy a game informer subscription just to least support like that side <laughs> fuck you matt burtz and Serial vasquez now that you're gone i'll finally pay money for it <laughs> <laughs> But it stuff. comes free with a gamer's power up rewards plus membership. Yeah, but so. that means I'm supporting GameStop and I don't want to do that. So <laughs> Yeah. I, you can support GameStop. I just think they're irrelevant right now and they're they've got to do a lot of changes to make themselves relevant. They said they have a three point plan back in June, and part of that was re- reducing uh, how much they spend. This is part of that. Um they also um talked about getting better pricing on their used games to kind of get more enticement and more profit out of that. And then also finding out how they can essentially become more involved in digital sales. Yeah. Which I that's, just don't, that's key. I just don't see that though. I don't either. Are you going to go to right GameStop. now? Their strategy is to buy, buy a card. Code? No, exactly. Yeah. The reason people buy digital codes and digital cards is so that they can go in and pay cash for something or pay with a gift card or something like that. And they don't have to use their credit card to buy on PSN. They're not going to go give their credit card to somebody else so that they don't have to use their credit card somewhere else. That's not going to happen. Yeah. The only way, the only time I've gone to Amazon to buy a game digitally um, is if they're offering some sort of deal or sale. That's it. Other than that, I go to the PlayStation store. I go to the Nintendo shop. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what they got to figure out. They got to figure out how to get their little tendrils in there. They're going to have an uptick, though, as new hardware comes out next year. They're going to. Yes. I mean, GameStop is still synonymous with video games. If you think, Absolutely. I need to go buy a game X or a game accessory or a game console, most of the time, right off the top of your head, you think GameStop. You don't think Amazon because Amazon fucks up shipping of things, especially mm. game related. Best Buy is like, yeah, I'll go to that. That's usually my point of choice, actually, is Best Buy, because I know that they're not going to try to get me to reserve 95 games. Um, But GameStop is still, like, the number one 
in your thought for gaming related stuff. So they're still there. Mm-hmm. And when we have new consoles next year, they're going to have an uptick, but they've got to use that momentum and they've got to use that, like keeping their head afloat in that time to change mm-hmm. and reshape what they are. Yeah. True that. True that motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Is that it for our main quest? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's all I got to say, too. Let's go to Ryan's subscriber interrogatives. Ryan Fitzgerald, I hope you and your kid are doing great. I miss you. Smooches. Uh, Ryan's subscriber interrogatives. One thing that dust epinephrine hill. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty epinephrine hill has been doing recently, uh, has been letting us know what we call bits of barf games that he wants to suggest in the future. So as I'm considering what we play in November or what we give our patrons the choice to play, I want anybody, you don't have to be a patron to do to influence this. Anybody tweet us at respawn aim fire and let us know a short, maybe two to three hour game that we could use as a bit of barf rather than playing one game all month. Maybe we play a game a week or a three or four smaller games throughout the month. Um, so let us know what you would want to see on that list of bits of barf. I have already recommended Minute, because Minute is Oh, Minute. I'll put Minute on there. I've got Gree on there, G-R-I-S. Um, I think that was from Epinephrine. What am I opening Letterbox for? I should open GG, which is the Letterbox for games. GG is a great app. Again, it's how we manage all of our like backlogs and lists of games and stuff like that. Follow us on the GG app. It's for managing your game library, and it's awesome. I'm, I'm at Chad McInnes. I'm at Holt. I'm at Chad McInnes. <laughs> <laughs> it's our Twitter handles. Whatever our Twitter handle is, find us there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add that to the list. But yeah, we've got Gree. We've got... Undertale? Is Undertale on there? Something else. I think Undertale's too long. Okay. But uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know. Next up, we're going to play Game on Game Show. The Game on Game yeah. Show called Game on. We play a game on our gaming show called Game on. Game, 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 game. This one, we're going to make it quick because I have to shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're going to play another rendition of Now Flesh It Out, Now Flesh It Out, where we take two games, mash them together, and figure out what that mashup looks like. We've got five pairs. First one is Spyro crossed with Destiny. I have never played Spyro before. But you understand what it is. It's a character platformer, a 3D platformer. You collect jewels and shit, and you're a dragon, and you fight things. Yeah. That's it. Here's what I'm kind of thinking. What if you were, like, half dragon, half people? Like, Ooh. you're playing, de- like, like, dragoons. Like, a minotaur, like dragoons from Final Fantasy IV. Or, like, a minotaur. <laughs> I, dear God. I want to see somebody do some kind of fan art of of minotaurs, but with dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's hot. Doesn't that sound um, pretty awesome? Wait a minute. Also, it's kind of, here's, this, here's the kind of current part about that, though. People be like, no, he's just a lizard. They won't see the dragon part, because part of the dragon's the face. Yeah. yeah. I guess the wings as well. You know, if, if, if you think about, you've probably never played this game, but Breath of Fire is a... Breath of the Wild? What? No, Breath of Fire. It's a JRPG from the PS1 days. If I hear um, breath of, I just fill in wild afterwards. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to make that available on Spotify. <laughs> breath of the Wild. Put it on the official soundtrack. See if anyone <laughs> finds out. Official soundtrack, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, but you play as a guy who's actually like on the inside of dragon, and he can morph into a dragon. How fucking cool would that be if like your destiny and like your special, your power special, is like you fucking become a dragon and you eat people and blow fire in their faces and like. Grow giant wings and yeah, it'd be pretty that cool. Be but you're also in space because it's destiny. In space, 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 space. You know what this is? You know what Spyro Cross Destiny is? It's what that it? Platinum Games game that was canceled on Xbox. Scalebound. Scalebound. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. <laughs> I have an idea of the game. Let's call Fuck. it. Let's call it. Scalebound. Let's do that. Nailed it. Nailed it. Spyro Cross Destiny is Scalebound. Number two, Harvest Moon cross Dark Souls. <laughs> How do you make There's... either a Dark Souls farming simulator or 
farmers trying to beat giant gross ass bosses or what do we how do we make this so i haven't played harvest moon but it's very similar to animal crossing isn't it uh it's it's about making and maintaining your farm so more instead like of making then. and maintaining your your house and mortgage actually if it's like Stardew valley it fits in very well there's a little cave in Stardew valley where you go and you fight monsters and basically it's Stardew valley and when you walk in that cave it just turns into dark souls suddenly <laughs> <laughs> And that's what it is. No, I'd imagine that you have to farm, mm-hmm. but you your farm is very big, so you have to like explore it. And there are just monsters who are destroying your crops, and you got to fight them. But they're hard as shit. When you kill enough of them, their big boss has got to come in to like take care of you because his minions can do shit against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, idea, idea, idea. Here we go. There's some kind of like acid, not acid rain, but like rain that's like poisoned or tainted or something like that. Rains down on your crops and it starts to mutate them into little tiny beings. Okay. So as you have to like go to the cornfields and you're like starting with little tiny like ears of corn monsters. And then maybe it's like also mutated the scarecrow and that's like one of the mini bosses. And then there's like some giant popcorn monster and that's the final boss <laughs> of the cornfield. And then you also go over to like, the barn where all the cows are being mutated and you have to fight like it's like the cow level in Diablo 2 the secret cow level and you have to fight the cow king in there and so each area of the farm is like a different level of dark souls and it's just mutated crops and animals and they're just like becoming giant um, fucking gross creatures Let's roll with this. So it is this happening to all the farm at once? All the areas of the yes. farm are contaminated at once. Okay, it's open. Perfect. You can just, go to any area thinking. of the farm at once. So you, you don't you don't get much money coming in, so you can't really buy new equipment. But once you like fix the, the corn area, then you can start selling the corn, which is going to help you get money to level up your equipment. And uh, you can like yep. level up your equipment more and more with the more areas you you help out. That's how I just love happens. the idea that instead of like souls or blood, it's like corn is your currency. <laughs> 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 You're just picking up kernels of corn everywhere. <laughs> Next up, that actually Sim might be City. a good game. That yeah. actually might be a really good game. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. When you start making games, that's your first one. That's that's the first one. Dark Souls. Sim City. Easy. Cross with No Man's Sky. Oh, that sounds Now, this is awesome. actually kind of a marriage that I'm into. Yeah. So I think exploration is still a part of it. You have to fly around to find out which planet is like the best planet for you to start building a civilization on. And then, okay, because like that's that's kind of where the No Man's Sky element is to to it is exploring, going around, right? Or okay. actually, how about this? 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 You just start on a random planet. Just like in No Man's Sky. You have to build your city there. And you have to make a civilization that has the capability of launching into space, kind of like civilization. And then you do, from there, you have to explore the next star system and build a planet there. And you have to rely on resources you get from each planet you're kind of creating in your network. I think that's what I want. keep going. That's what I want. And I want it to be yeah. first person. I want you to be like on the ground. I don't want you in this god mode, like manipulating things like a fucking mm-hmm. grid. I want you to be on the ground, terraforming shit. Building shit up with lasers in VR. That is what No Man's Sky is right now. You know that, right? No, it's not. That game sucks. Yes, you can. You can make, <laughs> you can make bases and stuff. It's not quite Sim City, but you can make bases and stuff. And it's in first person. And then and you can call in natural you disasters. You need to get No Man's Sky because it's in VR now. You would love the I, shit out of that in VR. I have considered it. Now that it's in VR, I'm like, oh, God. If that goes down to $6, <laughs> I'll buy it. And I'll play that it for $6? four minutes. Did you say six dollars? Yeah, six dollars. Wow, that's never gonna happen. You don't know that. It could be free on PlayStation Plus very soon. You wanna know what? I have the disc of that game. But you don't have No Man's Sky Beyond. That's a separate purchase that has VR in it. Is it a separate purchase? I don't know. I don't keep up with that it's shit. It's a free update. All their know. updates are free. I don't know. Don't send me that disc. I don't want physical media in my home. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of it. Blu-rays and I don't want, want physical media in my home. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Borderlands crossed with Valiant Hearts. I have not played Valiant Hearts. You don't have to have played it. You know what it's about. It's a two D. I really don't though. You don't. It's I the don't. World War One game. It's a two D. Like you're playing. It's an animated game, and you're playing as this guy and this dog going through World War One, and there's gas attacks, and it's a really okay. like legit 
take on World War One is tragic. I have a really good way of making this a fantastic game. Okay. Get rid of Borderlands and just make it Valiant Hearts. Nah, nah. <laughs> See, that wouldn't be a fantastic game that that attracts you because you didn't even fucking play Valiant Hearts to begin with. I did. I fucking played that shit and it was good. I bet it was Actually, good. I think the it art style of Borderlands lends itself really well to that two, like making a 2D Borderlands like that I think would actually be dope. I refuse to talk about this one because it has Borderlands in it. You are such an asshole. <laughs> Fuck No Man's Sky. Next up, Unravel crossed with Dream Daddy. <laughs> I haven't played Unravel. I don't even know what Dream Daddy is. You know what Dream Daddy is. Is that gay dating simulator game where you're a dad on the prowl for other daddies and you're like messaging with guys and going out on dates I've and stuff. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> You've that never heard so of Dream Daddy before? No, never. Oh, man. Yeah, Unravel. Mixed with Dream Daddy. What is All it is is like? just Dream Daddy, and there's an option to say, I'll unravel you, and that's like, that's it. That's one of the pickup lines. Gross. No, that's not Gross. what it is. That's not what it is at all. What if, <laughs> wh- okay, what if you are Yarny, and, okay. you're, and you're going through this dating service, and you have just like a human skin suit on, but you're actually Yarny, and you're just trying to find. <laughs> <That> sounds creepy. <laughs> it that is. You're so trying creepy. to find the optimum mate. So that you can kill them and take over their body and wear their <laughs> you skin know what that suit sounds and become like them. You just described under the skin. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <gasps> you don't know under the skin? Is that like the really gross version of Under the Sea starring Sebastian from Little Mermaid? No, it's a movie where Scarlett Johansson plays an alien who has come down to Earth to basically kidnap men by seducing them and luring them into her her chamber. That sounds hot. It's a fucking awesome movie. It's like if there's any movie that's like a modern day Kubrick like movie, it's Under the Skin. 1997, maybe? When did this movie come out? No, like this decade. No. Yeah. When did the movie Dude, it's Under so, the Skin? So it's an A24 movie. It's so good. It's A24? Yeah. What? It's 2014? Yeah. Five years ago. I fucking love A24. Why haven't Dude, I seen this movie? you need to see this movie. It's awesome. I literally, we were seeing movies this week, and I was like, if it has A24 at the beginning of the trailer, it doesn't matter. I'm going to see it. It's awesome. You 100% have to see it. You have to see it. Well, that's this game. You're fine. You're going through to try to catfish dudes and take their skin. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That wraps up Game on Game Show <laughs> and our episode for this week. Reminder. Our barf of next month is near Automata. This month, we're wrapping up Doom. We're going to have that episode out on Thursday night for you if you want to see our impressions for Doom. Play along with us Friday the 13th on day one if you're listening to this when it launches. If not, whatever the fuck we play next week when you play. Uh, and then also this week, we will be releasing our Patreon wallpapers for all of our Patreon <gasps> subscribers. So if you want any of that shit, I haven't $1. seen this, yet, this month's yet. I'm I haven't saying. made it up yet. So <laughs> <laughs> whenever I make it up, create it, and ship it, that's when you'll get it. Patreon.com slash Respawn Aimfire. $1 gets you all that shit, as well as previous month's stuff, too. Uh, and reminder, also, subscriber interrogatives. Send us games that you want for bits of barf. Tiny little baby bits of barf. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you so much. We want to just kiss you on the mouth. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. I'm gonna shoot! <laughs>